the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 286 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. That's right. We're calling this one Decline because obviously a certain club that lives a little bit away from us is clearly in decline. Plan names, dad joke level, I don't care. We won. That's all that really matters. On to the next, on to the bigger picture. Again, big club, big vibes. That's how it's got to be. Of course, before we get into everything that went down, let's introduce our crew. We've got Bam. We've got Tony. We've got Araceli. That's right. Your classic lineup. Bam, how are you doing today, sir? Bit chilly, you know, a bit cold getting into winter over here. So a bit chilly over here. Um, but other than that, doing quite well. You know, we've got Anzac Day next Tuesday, which is a very important day for us in Australia, is to remember all the past soldiers here from here in Australia and New Zealand. And it falls on the day that Australia and New Zealand stormed Gallipoli, which if you want to know your history, look into that. It's a very, very interesting thing that happened due to some miscommunication. Yeah. Disaster would be an understatement. So, yeah. Read up, people. Read up, people. Know your history. Uh, so, I take it it's going to be a day off for you, hopefully, right? Uh, yeah, it's a public holiday here, so a lot of places closed down. Um, where I work, we don't. We technically closed until midday that day, but I've actually got an RDO that day, so I'll get 7.6 hours timely loot added to my account just because I'm full-time, so it's good. It's a hard one to pass up, that's for sure. So I know what you'll be doing. Clear cut. Uh, Araceli, how are you doing today? I'm actually doing really good. Considering the last couple of weeks have been so hectic, this week was kind of a quote-unquote easy week in terms of work and just life in general. So I've definitely had a chance to like step back, relax, you know, sleep as much as I could. <laughs> Hit the reset and also, button. <laughs> and on top of that, um, we're hosting the NFL draft here in KC next week. So the whole city is getting ready for it. Uh, they're already sending out, you know, warnings of, all these streets are going to be shut down. So, I mean, it, it's going to be an exciting time. It's built for it. I mean, that that that's for sure. Nightlife, walking around downtown Kansas City. Yeah, it's a good place to host. Should be fun. Should be a lot of fun. Now there's Tony. Tony, sir, what a day we had, right? I mean, the ultimate day. You putting in that work next to the drums the entire game, thirty-two fifty-two, getting it, get, getting it going, not holding back. Nobody getting arrested, nobody getting ejected. Oh yeah, and the result went rather well. How are you doing, sir? Doing pretty well. Um, enjoying this week long of celebration for finally um, doing what we couldn't do for the past six years, and you know. You know, just enjoying the situation. Um, I gave myself up until today because this is when we do the pod, and then now we move forward and look on to big the bigger picture of CCL and the next game that we have coming up. And yeah, with that though, I kind of want to bring up something that is involved us since we are a supporter podcast, and it 
quickly quickly helps evolves us so um do you want me to explain it or do you want to start it joseph uh i think i mean i will but i i know you've got you're, you're ready to fire on this one like you've got everything in line but i'll just say this there seems to be a weird odd fascination with some type of sympathy for the supporters of carson a group that's known to smash windows of LAFC fans, known to be violent to them. I've had to deal with violence from them. Um, that all of a sudden now we're supposed to feel bad for them now that their way of, of life is kind of upended because they've allowed their team to rest on its laurels for far too long. And now all of a sudden, since the other team near them is successful, now it's an urgent situation that they must improve. I feel nothing for them except, honestly, humor at this point. Again, having been someone who's been assaulted by their supporters, I have no feel for them um, and seen some stuff they've pulled. I got nothing. I don't need to. Um, I have my team to worry about. We have a bigger thing to worry about. We're moving up. Like, we're living our lives. We're doing our thing. They have their deal. deal. You know, they've got their issues. But again... They've kind of put this upon themselves by allowing their club to be the way it is. This is what's attracted them before. So for me, I, I got nothing. You're not going to get me supporting the protest or whatever. I've offered what I've had to say about it. They're going to do their thing. Let them do their thing. If they work it out, well, good for them. If they can't figure that out, well, you made your bed. And that it's that simple. Tony, you have it, man. All right. So as many of you know, I am a lot of times on social media with different types and Twitter has been ablaze after Sunday's night's win and the protests that Carson has been doing, which, mind you, is perfectly fine. If they if this is what supporter culture is, they need to change the system, the ownership to make their team better. 100% agree with that. Now, here's the thing is where America, and I'll say America because I feel like this is the only place that this comes up in. I will support you in your cause if it's the New York Red Bulls. What happened over there, their protest, 100%. It affects all of us. It's not about who we support as a, as a team, a culture, and the colors. That is 100%. Let's support the New York Red Bulls about racism moving forward now a team and their ownership group not doing what they want hiring the people they want or getting the direction that they want or the context as they keep saying all the time i don't care that is their team there's a reason why i root for my team and there's a reason really they root for their team and that doesn't belong here i don't care you know what i mean do I want them to get better? Yes. So the rivalry can get better, but that's not on me. That's on them. That's on their front office. That's on Klein. That's on whoever they want to hire to fix that. And that is bullshit. Sorry for the cursing. Now moving forward with that, there's also another comment that was made that like the of the person who I will not name, but they decided that the 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 older the t the uh, the league gets 
the more and the more people of the pie of what MLS, MLS 1.0 is has gone to lift. Mind you, I am MLS 1.0. I've been here since 96. I've watched this league grow. I've watched Chivas USA come in, but I couldn't root for them because that wasn't my team. I have said, yay, good job, Galaxy. You know, won a championship, but that's because it's the only team and I could care less about them. Didn't buy tickets one time. Went to a game, had an America jersey against Monterey because Beckham was there. And that's what drew me then. MLS 1.0, are people living in the past. It's like the people who are like, back in my day, this and that. I don't hear anyone saying that about the Premier League. I don't hear anyone saying that about Serie A, Bundesliga either. Any other league in the world, you have to evolve. If you can't keep up, you're more than welcome. Because I don't want to go back to those days where... You didn't even know if your team was actually going to keep in in function. That's what MLS 1.0 is. Look at the teams that have been gone. San Jose just got got their team back. They were the clash before they went to Houston. So Houston technically has four championships instead of two because those two other stars that San, San Jose has are the clash, not earthquakes. So we have to evolve, and that's – BS of like them calling us out and saying we have our voice. Our voice has been heard. We do what we need to do. There are certain ways to 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 protest. And again, I support my team. I support that. I'll support them if something affects us, like against discrimination. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. We'll do that against a common bond for the U.S. Hundred percent. But when it comes to front office, we're done. And I'm just going to keep repeating this over and over. So I'm just going to stop there. Well, at the end of the day, it's a sporting issue. It's a results issue. It's an argument over the performance of their team. It's not about them trying to get rid of supporter culture. It's not about them being heavy handed with their supporters. It's nothing to do with that. It's not an assault on the culture. That. Yeah, definitely go protest. You should protest, right? And we'd be all on board to support any group, even if they're rivals, if if it's an attack on the culture itself, right? Or the attack on fan interaction, right? Something negative that way. This is an argument over results. And what they're demanding from their club, they never demanded before. Let's be truthful about this. As long as the club was offering them their trophies and getting those chips, they were fine with the way they were being treated because they were getting the wins. Now they're not getting the wins. Now they turn. This is about results. That is a relationship issue between your club and your supporters. Straight up. It's what you expect. It's what you want. Go ahead, fight. That's good. But it's not our it's not our job to give you sympathy because you're not competitive. That's on you. That's your side. That's your choice of who you support. Demand it. You should demand it, but it's not our business. Our business is LAFC. Our business is our relationship with our club that has been stellar up until this point. Is there a risk for it to not be stellar? Yeah, every day. Every day we have to be vigilant. You have to. You can lose your way quickly. So, yes, with our relationship, yeah, it's got to be real. But that's our relationship with our club, just like any other club. The dynamics are always going to be there. You handle it the best you can. Be smart about it and don't move the goalpost every five seconds because that's a good way to lose your club. I've said my piece. Bam, do you want to add in on this? I agree with you both 
100%. There are times where we have to support their supporters. Those times are when it's social injustice. Those are times where it's against the culture. And there are times against, for example, what happened in the A-League here. If the MLS decided to go next five years, every MLS Cup final is in New York. Regardless of, of who finishes where, every final would be in New York. I'm sorry, but we'll be up in arms about it. They'll be up in arms about it. Portland will be up in arms about it. San Jose will be up in arms about it. Atlanta, Nashville, everyone will be up in arms about it. That is when we as supporters get together and go, no, this is not right. This is where we all protest. This is where we all do certain things. This is where we come together as supported trusts to stop that kind of stuff. And that is the only time, only times that we as supporters will back Carson as the supporters. Because my question is to the 1.0s, MLS 1.0s. Where were Carson fans during the, the bad times at Chiefs USA? When people were fighting against the ownership, what were they doing? What were they doing? Actually, they said to rebrand and relocate. <clears throat> and they'd make banners of that to make fun of everybody. They would also tell Chivas UFC fans to go back to Mexico. I witnessed that firsthand. Exactly. Uh, throwing so... beans into sections. Th dude, they were as classless as you can get. So don't expect sympathy from anybody related to old no. days. because or, or other clubs having struggle, struggles, right? Yeah. Miami, Tampa Bay. I don't don't yeah. think Galaxy fans cared about those guys losing losing a place. So my thing to the Galaxy fans is go rebrand, go relocate. Father your own advice. Have fun. Exactly. <laughs> All the advice you, you you gave to Chiefs USA supporters and other supporters in the past, take some of that. You know, Vegas is getting a baseball team. Why not get an MLS team? Why don't you move there? You know, you might have some more fans than what you have now in the stadium. You might have less. Or San Diego. Nah, don't, don't do that to Jerry. Don't do that to Jerry. No, he needs a fresh start. They deserve good people down there, honestly. Good people deserve good people. I'll throw that. Sacramento, they don't deserve them either. Yeah, so there's that. Uh Araceli, I'm not going to throw you into this under this bus. I mean, let's let's be for a little bit of perspective here. Sporting Kansas City, a classic MLS side, is going through a very, very difficult stage in its existence right now. And it's even harder because Peter Vermees built this club up and is now at a point where it's in the doldrums. It's the same guy, right? So it's, it's painful to see this. I, I, can, I can see it on your face, the pain to watch the, the rise and the fall of Sporting Kansas City but I think we all know that they can find a way out of it. And in the, in the meantime, correct me if I'm wrong, there's still communication. The communication, communication is good with the supporters, correct? Oh, no. Communication no? with supporters have been terrible for the last five years. And this is something that I've actually, you know, not only with Tony, but with some other friends earlier this week, kind of that overall discussion about the supporter culture and, you know, being part of like, I guess the MLS kids that we're calling it, um, you know, growing up with the league and seeing the different variations that our clubs have gone through. And 
I can tell you from a KC perspective, like you hit it on the head with that. Peter Vermees definitely built a, a culture around the team, around the supporters, which is great. They're, they're not trying to knock him down on it, but I feel like he's already gone past his run. Um, it, it's time for him to leave the club or step down to a lesser role. Um, as a reminder, not only is he the head coach, but he's also in charge of the secondary team, the academies, the scouting department. He wears way too many hats, in my opinion. And as far as like the club and supporter disconnection, that's been going on for at least a good five years now. That It's gotten to points where they wanted to get rid of a well-established supporter section. And they've been fighting with the front office for years now. And the only thing that kind of frustrates me a little bit is that now that sporting is on a, I think it's an eight game losing streak. Now there's calls for boycott. Now there's calls for walkouts. And it's like, yes, the frustration is there, but it's been building. We've seen it coming. Why not do anything then? Now all of a sudden they want to do something especially when our supporters are at its most broken. So I I honestly don't know what the solution is. Um, I think you said it perfectly last week by everything going on. It's kind of like a cautionary tale. And we're, I mean, we're seeing it here. And I know that there definitely is a lot of support behind the Red Bulls right now and their supporters, which I 100% agree with, you know, just as Bam said. Any decisions like that that affects the league as a whole, 100% stand behind that. But when it comes down to the nitty-gritty and the individual supporters, it's tricky, unfortunately. And just to add very quickly, I trust me, I, I could go on all day about this. Oh, yeah. less, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but just to cap it off very quickly, another issue that sporting is having is that besides scouting proper talent, he's going back to the old tactics of bringing back former players. Just this morning, Dom Dwyer was back in training. Yes, Dom is back in KC. Nobody here is happy about it. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Outdated mindset. Again, the old MLS version versus the new MLS version. Um, and teams either evolve or they die. Simple as that. Um, either you go down with the ship or you go down fighting. That's your choice. That's how it works. I've experienced it. I know. Um, so I, I hope for the best at sporting. I hope they get their heads in the right place. Um, they've been good times there. I've been out there when the times are pretty darn good, where they're the competitor that LASC is dealing with. Um, it can get better. I hope it gets better. Let's hope they, they do the right thing. Um, for the Galaxy, again, it's on you guys. Handle it. We'll handle us. That's how it's going to play itself out. I think I've said enough. Let's bring it actually into the decline itself on the football side, which at the end of the day, we care the most about the stands and especially what's on the field. That and On the field is everything. Let's be honest. So let's get into it. Let's recap the game against Carson. First and foremost, we all knew where it was at. They're desperately looking for a win. We're desperately looking for a win as well to finally get one in their house to get that last thing they have on us. And guess what? The game lived up to the billing. Was it clean? 
Was it pretty? I'm not going to claim that. It was a battle like they always are. It lived up to the standard. Uh, for lineups, Bam, do you want to handle the lineups for this one today? I can do that. Um, with ours, obviously, we had McCarthy and Goals, who had some great, great saves. Um, Hollingshead, the birthday boy, Rilo, Long, and Palacios. In the mid, Sifu, Ilya, and Acosta. And up front was Vela, Opoku, and Bawanga. For them, they had Klinsman and Goals. In defense was um, Caligari, Neil, Mavinga, and the Snake. Uh, Brugman in defensive mid. Uh, Rodriguez, Puig, Degado, and Boyd in the forward mid. And up top was a uh, screaming crybaby, Chicharito. Which we said this would be the lineup. The only thing I noticed is they flipped Boyd to the right and Rodriguez to the left. So they did a little bit of a swap there. Um, other than that, pretty much expected for us. Of course, the surprise was to find out that we were missing Chiellini and Tillman to in injury. That was kind of out of nowhere, um, which I think when we were up in the stands for like three hours before kickoff, yes, we were there that early. Gosh. Um, it's concerning. You know, it was very concerning. We've been healthy in the lead up of this. It's been pretty good to have two go down like that, even if it's precautionary. Again, busy schedule like this, this is something we don't want to hear, you know. Not like we weren't expecting a little bit of a hiccup, but, man, those two for this game, yeah, definitely was a concern. Um, going into this match, I would say before we get into the highlights, um, for them, same thing. They were having issues with some suspensions. They were short, too. The great uh, equalizer. Both had two missing. Simple as that. Uh, all right, Tony, getting into this thing, of course, it was pretty chippy from the start, a lot of back and forth, but really, how did it go? What were the big moments, sir? The big moments, as you all know, it was a 3-2 win against Carson, the first win in that stadium, which felt like home, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Watching it, like, we finally broke through what we've known for the last six years, what everyone's known for the last six years, but now worldwide, everyone knows that we have the supporter culture here and we can take over anything. We are what Bundesliga is out there, what everything like that supporter in that size. But besides us taking over and literally making it our home, um, let's just get down to the just important parts, which is 20 seconds. Sec uh, the 20 seconds. Can't speak. The 20, the 20, the 22 second. Um, <laughs> minute. Yeah, minute, 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 yeah, minute, minute. <laughs> Words are hard for right now because I'm just so excited. Carlos Vela with a patented left footed goal after a broke down play because the ball, again, it just showed that luck was on our side that day, even though it was a game where Carson did control most of the game half the time. It was they came, came out, played their best, but from, from the right hand side with the left-handed boot and into the goal as he's seen in every every El Trafico goal by Carlos Vela and you know it sparked us we were all happy you know I don't think we were expecting a goal that early but we struck them out her early and then unfortunately 20 minutes later with two, um in the 44th minute a goal by Tyler Boyd, and it was a mistake. Yes? Okay. Yeah, it was a mistake. Uh, yeah. Finish, finish what you're saying. After you okay. move on, I was wanting to say something. 
Okay. Um, it was a mistake by uh, Acosta. Unfortunately, he overcommitted, and uh, boy got the nice little turnaround and gave him the open field. And boy scored in the forty-fourth minute, giving us a tie. And we were what what this game is. It's a high-scoring game, and that was at halftime. Bam. I'm gonna give it to Boyd. That was a cracking goal. I- I'm sorry, but I thought even- there was a hand on it. No one was gonna stop that. He just took it. He smashed it. Bit before that, he'd had a crack as well. He hit the post. It's. I'm sorry, but it's an absolute cracking goal, and I've got to give him props for that. I'm. I'm with you. Uh, for some people, are like, man, he should have. He shouldn't be able to get that one over. Dude, McCarthy was stretched as far as he could possibly go, and that thing still had a had a, a hum to it, right? There, there, that ball was sailing. Um, the big issue was Acosta getting spun. I mean, that that's your story. Now, everybody's like, Boyd, you know, and I, I haven't thought it too, like, I can't believe he hit that so well. Should have been smart about it. It's not the first time he's ever hit balls like this. In fact, McCarthy did have a save against him before this happened from a distance, so he's obviously... He's obviously timing this. Um, do you think he's going to hit it that time all the time? No, I mean, it was a wonder goal. Um, but still, it's in him. We know it was in him. We've seen this from him before. Um, not at not MLS, but yeah, it's there. Tough, tough break for us. Again, it's the midfield that was really losing the duels in this game. We were having a real struggle with our midfield in this game. It was showing. Um, they were overloaded. This was one of the results. Did I expect this to happen in the first half? Honestly, the way we were playing in this game, I did not. That was really kind of an out-of-the-nowhere moment right before the half. Very unfortunate. But it did. It did because this match always provides those moments that nobody's expecting. Aristotle, anything, any thoughts from you from the first half impressions? Not necessarily. I mean, you guys already covered it, really. Um, but I do have to echo... Boyd's goal, like I, I'm, I'm with Bam. I have to recognize that that was a goal. it was fun to watch. From a, from, if you had a neutral's perspective, it was it was good. If you didn't, it ripped your heart out a little bit. Um, but yeah, on that, Tony, anything, any thoughts from you from the halftime? Are you ready to hit those second half highlights, man? Um, it was what we expected. Again, came out. They wanted to show this is their championship their everything because of their season they're having again still no wins moving forward and we'll get to the post post match comments about it and it's hilarious but we expected this like you know i mean going into that place they're going to play our best and honestly the the mood was honestly the first time for me wasn't the the mood was not it didn't feel like a derby it did not like usually i'm nervous or anything it was like a weird vibe from the when we got up in the morning, even getting on the buses to walk in, it was just a weird vibe over, overall. I told you that I was like, "There's a lack of edge today." It threw me off. I was like, "I didn't feel right going in." I'm with you on that. I'm like, everybody's just kind of a little quiet getting on the bus, like not, yeah, that 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 nervous edge we usually have, or that angry edge, mm-hmm. it didn't exist. Everybody was just like, "Let's go do business." That's it. That is definitely the way the supporters walked into it. And I think the team kind of did too in that first half. Go for it, Bam. It didn't might have exist for you guys, but it existed for me. I was pacing up and down in the lounge room watching the game. I couldn't sit still for it. And even my partner's like, What are you doing, you weirdo? Sit down, watch the game. I can't. I can't. 
Oh man, it is bizarre. Just just plain bizarre the way that came. Um, I will say this: we weren't. I I don't think we should. Any of us should have been surprised about the possession from from the Galaxy. They've been doing this all season. They just mm-hmm. don't get anything out of it. Um, and for us, we've we've seeded possession on numerous occasions under under Dolo's system to be like, okay, stretch it out. The only issue with us is we just overdid it constantly in the first half, where everybody moved forward, and then they just seemed to be exposing Hollingshead's side continually in that first half. It was a little scary, and they could have got more from us in the first half just because we were a little too open in our approach. I'll leave it at that. All right, second half, man. What went down? Second half in the 68th minute. Um, before the penalty happens, the snake. Edwards gifted us a penalty kick. Let's be honest. He throws it into the penalty box. Uh, Sifu is able to touch it, and one of Carson's defenders decides to stick out his foot. Easy ret, easy penalty kick, and Vela puts it away and puts the brace, making him 12 goals, I believe, into the into the yep. derby. And now the highest scoring one, which is kind of crazy to think about. And we were excited after that, honestly, because not even two minutes later, after a cup thrown at our captain, he we got revenge in the in the best ways possible. Not just us chanting what we usually chant about Carson, a certain profanity plus galaxy. Um, yeah, they got payback. We got payback quickly with the birthday boy. Uh, Vela crossed it in, and Hollingshead scores the game winning goal, which we didn't know it was a game winning goal until the 84th minute. Where, after honestly, a breakdown of our defense and a like a scramble, um, Delgado was very close to the to the Pudge and Chicharito actually playing in that game, playing in that whole play, making it happen, puts it three, two to three, two. And I was like, here we go again. That was pretty much what's going to happen next. Nothing. Even with eight extra minutes of extra time in the half. I mean, they do. They split our defense a few times. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, They should have tied the game. Uh, Chicharito should have put that one away. He didn't, um, because J Mac is, is J Mac, and yeah, it's gonna be really hard decisions to make when, when Max comes back. Because I don't know how you make that. I don't know how you make that call, man. Like, this is their starter right now. I'm sorry, but J Mac has earned it. He's doing it every week. He's your guy until he's not your guy, right? Mm-hmm. You're not gonna look for a reason to replace him. Sorry, he's he's integrated. Um, it's tough news for Max for the moment, but he'll get his moments, that's for sure. But right now, you have to stick with the guy getting the job done. And, and right now, I feel as confident as I could possibly be with our goalkeeping situation. We're good. And I, I don't think there's any reason to be like, I can't, can't wait till Max gets back. Outside of having him healthy and loving the fact that he's going to be healthy again, mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm comfortable. I don't feel nervous at all like goalkeeping situation he's had in the past. Bam shaking his head. Chime in, man. I, I agree with you. I'm sorry, but Max doesn't start when he's healthy. Uh, if Max is healthy for US Open Cup games, sure, play that. Yeah. Jay, Stay fresh. Give, yeah. Jay, give Jay, <laughs> J-Mac a break. Um, but no, J-Mac's our starter. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I love Max like everyone else, but what we've seen so far this year, are you honestly going to tell me that he sits 
he's had some wild saves so far this season. He really has. Like, there's oh man, I did not expect him. First half he had one too. It's pretty awesome. I just say for Max, Open Cup, Leagues Cup, dude, dude, have at it, man. We trust you for that. We know you. We know what you can do. Um, but J Mac, J Mac's got the got the role for the time. Again, you have it till you don't. That's the life of a goalkeeper. We all know this. So um, it's just nice to have this proper goalkeeping uh, set up here, be as strong as we are with who we've got. So that's good news. Um, other thoughts, second half from me. I'll throw my reaction right away into this. Um, there is no better Vela than an angry Vela. We've seen this time and time again. Don't piss this man off because he will hurt you. And when you hit him with the beer, you knew something was going to happen. You knew something was going to happen. That's just the way Vela operates. Um, in terms of the goal, I mean, Aaron Long, he, he had a rough game, not a perfect game. I thought he should have done better on that play. Um, I don't think there's any question on that. Um, he's had some shaky moments, that's for sure. Um, we know what he can do. We've seen him in great moments too, but we need more consistency from him. I think it's growing pains, right? Getting getting used to our system and what we do and, and his partners. But yeah, he should have been better. That's for sure. Bam, thoughts? I agree completely. Um, to the douchebag that threw the beer, thanks for helping us get a goal. Um, I know you might have wanted to give him a beer for scoring the penalty, but you know, just leave it wait till after the game. Um, yeah, no, it's the last uh, 10, 15 minutes, including injury time, where we'll bunk it into our defense. That was one of the best I've seen us doing the defense in a long time. We ended up just flooding the defense, parking the bus. It was good. Um, we did well. It's good to get the monkey off the back and go, we've won in Carson. Now I want us to do, do it again. And again, and again, I would say beat them at Carson in a um, MLS Cup playoff match, but that won't happen for a while. But no, <laughs> just keep doing it, keep doing it. Um, to all the supporters that didn't go, thank you for for ma- making it a home game for us. For the fans that were there, um, you were there. I didn't really hear you that much. I do have to say to our Podcast brothers at the Defenders, sorry if I had to deal with some salty people before the game. You guys probably didn't see this, but during their live before the game, uh, the person sitting in front of them held up the LA Galaxy goal scarf. And scarf turned around and goes, he's only had to raise that three times. The guy's missus turned around and started laying into them about it, how you guys are salty, all that kind of stuff. So I'm glad they got out of there safely. Um, But yeah, just... Let's do it again. I want us to do it, do it again. <laughs> we need an encore. No, we need, you know what we need? And I felt this at a certain time, there were some chances where we could have blown this game out. And we just, guys like, like Buke and others just weren't, you know, Apoku just weren't, weren't, weren't enough for this one, right? Pasadena's coming. It's coming sooner than you think. We need to make a statement at that game not a hanging on and surviving game. We need to make a statement at that game. We need our best. We need everything we can possibly do. It's going to be another home game, people. It is. It is. You could see it. You could feel it. You see it on the street. It's going to be another home game for us. 
So let's do it. So we do what we do for it. We'll do our best we can. We'll be there. We'll be loud. Let's make a statement that day too. Own it. Also, if you win that game, you even up the series. And then you take the lead at home. This is the year it all turns. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. Uh, final thoughts from you, Tony, on the match. I'm surprised they let us celebrate as long as they did after the game. Let's be real. Um, I was expecting the the shalala. Wasn't expecting the, you know, LAFC. It was kind of, you know, our home away from home. And let's be honest, it was a rough game in general, but no one expected it to be pretty. I didn't, I don't, in those games, I don't, I want to grind it out. That's a grind it out game. You're not going to play your, you're not going to play your game. It's more of like who can adjust better, who can play better, who picks up the moments and everything. And we finally got that monkey off our back. And that's the last one we needed. Now we move on to bigger and bigger, better things. We see them in shambles. And um, you can see them not trying to admit that we are the best team, in one of the best teams in the MLS. They can't even admit it. That's the whole point. They think that we have the same storylines, the same process, and we are going in two different directions. One undefeated, one winless. Let's be honest. That's the truth. Numbers don't lie, and that's the facts. There's alternate realities in that club. We have one, their FO and their players have this this vision of themselves that isn't based in any type of reality. It's based on history, I guess, and staring at statues outside their stadium. And then you have their actual supporters and fans that are like dumpster fire. Something's got to be done. And they're they're so far apart right now. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But hey, that's your life. That's what we want to do. Never change, Carson. And I keep saying that, and I'll say that again and again. And this is the last time I really want to talk about you. I, saw the, I know the comments are going to come up, and I'm going to have fun with that one too. But honestly, when we don't play them, out of sight, out of mind, I don't care. We've got bigger fish to fry. Big club mentality, not small club. We're done with them. We move on, right? We got to play them again. We preview again. Other than that, live your life. We'll live ours. We've got our aims. Uh, last thoughts for uh, Araceli. What do you think? I'm going to be honest. I was surprised that Chicharito even played at all. Like, I was just ready for him to go on Twitch the night before to rule himself out. But, I mean, a jo jokes aside, it, it was a great game. Obviously, there were moments where it looked like that they could have tied it up at any moment, at any time, really. But at the end of the day, you know, we got the win. Now we have the bragging rights as well. And that was kind of my question for you guys that were there at the game. Like, how long? were you in like holding afterwards? Because I did notice that, that the celebrations seem to go a little longer than you would normally expect. Okay. I'll, I'll throw into it. So we had to arrive at the bank to take the buses at eight 30 AM. Okay. Got on not too far after that. I think we were actually in our seats by about 10.30. Am I right on that, Tony? 10.30? So from, from 10.30 till kickoff, which was what? 2 p.m.? Yeah, 2 p.m. We had to kill time. 
Yeah. Okay, which included singing and having beers and enjoying nachos and whatever else. Seventeen dollar beers, by the way. <laughs> Y'all stink. Um, and so basically, that was all that time. Now, cut to the end of the game. Funniest moment yet. I could not stop laughing at what Carson did because they just could not handle the fact that they lost. That whistle blew. And I swear, it was like some guy was waiting to hit a button. They went instantly into a Super Mario Brothers movie trailer. Loud, like blaring in our, everywhere, right into a commercial for Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. And then a universal ad right after that. Blaring ad, like like the game didn't even happen. Like, boom, done. The score sat, which I was amazed they didn't black out the... Uh, the scoreboards but i guess there's sponsors on there so you got to keep that on because hmm. i think san jose killed off their scoreboard at one game we went to where it was blank you know gone no pictures this case it was blaring music and acting like nothing was happening almost like it was pre-game instantly at the 90th minute or 98th minute right i guess that's how far we went that's how it went their their fans are you know they were leaving the seats before the game was over in droves um their players just like disappeared their staff disappeared outside of argument with the referee towards the towards the tunnel otherwise they were gone they weren't signing autographs they weren't saying anything in fact our players were substituting for their players and their fans were getting autographs and taking pictures with our players especially Buanga and some others pure class from the boys right and so we had all the time in the world because dude there wasn't any security to tell us to go inside they there wasn't. It was them watching the perimeter, making sure we ran on the field. That's all they cared about. We had to run of the place. It became our 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 home away from home, as Hollingshead said, as Ilya said, because they had no pressure to leave. They didn't. They they owned it. So it was it was surreal to see that. And of course, then they held us for nearly an hour before we could leave. About an hour. And then we could finally go. So it was a very, very long time. And also they had cut off things at halftime. So a very sober and bored group. I'll say that. Um, and then we go home and, and, and enjoy it. And I know Rich was flying over the place with his Tesla honking at the buses. And it was one of those fun, fun moments where we just kind of went out like champions, like we always do and, and sung our way home and, that was that. But it was a very, very long day. I don't think I got home until nearly 9 p.m. that night um, just because we were locked in, right? I mean, Tony, same thing. It was late night for you because of, well, started super early, got home super late because of all the delays mm-hmm. and security measures. Yeah, it was just freaking crazy, like, how long we were. We had to be there. <laughs> we had to be there super early just to get our tickets, get there on the buses, and then leaving. We people didn't go and it was exhausting and this is why i tell everybody when you go into carson it's a full day that's what you got to do so um i forgot i have to do give out shout out to cassie for drumming even with a broken drum drumstick throughout the whole thing and you know holding it for us and the drums everything making it loud um shout out to everyone and going there and who went there and to took over the place made it black and gold not shout out to the people who didn't wear black and decided to wear a different color jersey of the away kit, which that wasn't the that wasn't the agenda. The agenda was black it out, not 
oh, you can wear an LAFC shirt. It's black and out. <laughs> follow, follow the protocol, people. That's for sure. Um, shout out to 32 for you who sang all the way in and sang all the way out as well. Kind of not out on the way out. We're too bad partying on the way out, but sang all the way in. The lead up was, was brilliant from everybody. Um, all good things. I think I'm going to throw this to the supporters as well. I see your comments lining up. You got to have your moment, guys. Let's do it. Let's see what you guys have to say before we get into community news, a little bit of music, and of course, previewing the Nashville match. Uh, all the way to the top, Roberto Espinoza in early. First guy with the comment. Good stuff there. LAOC Wolf. It's Jibble. Feeling real good. Mark Lopez with the black and gold hearts. Uh, LAFC Wolf says any information on Aaron Long last night picked up injury versus Mexico. We'll definitely get into that in short. Bam, I mean, we would say questionable, right? Yeah, anything until official announcement, questionable, just on the safe side. Plus, you know, and this extra game for them, I would doubt to see them starting this weekend anyway. Yep, yep. All right, you're gonna rest him. Uh, Dave Gomez, hi, familia. All love the Dave, man. Love the support, man. Definitely love it. Mark Lopez, another long-time supporter of the pod, uh, says strong supporters anywhere in the league is good for all supporters, but understand there's too much bad blood. You reap what you sow. Uh, Mark says he has zero nostalgia for Galaxy. Our contribution to the league is building the strongest supporter culture the league has ever seen. There's been some strong ones in the past from old days that, that have, have been kind of pushed away. Um, I will give my acknowledgement to them when in due time, right? Um, but yeah, we, we're we're the one of the moment, that's for sure. And let's hope let's hope it catches. It has been. I mean, we've seen the the other teams in the league coming in after us, and and it's definitely caught on. Uh, Wolf says, "Has me Carson has uh, personal problems on them. They always have." Uh, Wolf agreed with Bam's points. Ox straight out of Wichita. Hope everything's okay, brother. Um, Things looking wild out there. That's for sure. Uh, LSC Edge, San Jose ownership is in trouble. Let them have Galaxy. So that'll be the third fail for, for them. Um, yeah. Oh, San Jose. Maybe they go over Oakland. I, I guess they have spot space for a new stadium. Um, just saying. Uh, well, it's, it's funny. Um, before we went live, I was talking to Tony, and the owner, the owner of the Oakland A's has ownership in San Jose. So maybe move both to Vegas. Vegas is going to happen no matter what. Um, we know this. There's no doubt, but yeah, you never know. You never know. Interesting times. Mark Lopez, biggest punch at Carson FO would have been 3250 to drop in the client out TIFO. Nope. Uh, Carson supporters should be thinking about what they've done to make this that unrealistic. Don't worry about us. Dude, actually, we were chanting client in and we love client. I think we did that a few times. Um, hey, that's uh, where we were at. Klein and Vanny need lifetime contracts for everything they've been doing at Carson. They've done a great job down there. They need lifetime contracts. Do not get rid of your best assets. I think it needs a statue, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get rid of the Beckham statue and put a Klein and Vanny statue out there. That's what they need. Legends. Legends. Karofsky, too. It'd be like the Mount Rushmore of Carson. Great. Be really good. David Day looking for the thumbs up. Follow that man. Uh, Mark Lopez. Carson played played blackout. We had one of our worst games of the season. Still won three two. Can't wait to thrash them at home and the Rose Bowl. What y'all think of Cheech's post game comments? 
I, I'm going to try to be PG on this one, but go see the reaction from Hercules Gomez. That's a great reaction from him. If you've seen it on ESPN, just, just go. I thought he's also a legend of the club and he, he, he laid into him for, for his nonsense. Um, again, the man, it's kind of emotional. He kept yelling, shut the F up to Acosta on the field. And it was pretty funny to watch. Cause it was like, shut up, like a crying shut up. It was pretty hilarious. Dude's got some stuff going on, man. Um, but he's definitely not in reality. That's my take. Uh, David Day, prediction MLS will buy Galaxy from AEG. MLS pays Messi with the Galaxy franchise. Boom. Send that man to Miami. Come on. I'm okay with it. Build up Miami. Build up the new teams, not the old ones. Let the old ones die if they can't live on their own. They've had enough years to swim on their own. If they can't do it anymore, then obviously uh, that one wasn't worth it. Uh, David Day on the Max and Vince podcast, they say they saw little kids in Galaxy here dancing and hopping along to the Jump for LA football club and parents trying to make them stop. Sad. So here's the deal. This generate the young generation, the new generation. Just look at it. Why would you want to be there? Reality. Like the cool kids are wearing the black and gold these days. Let's be honest. Right? I mean, there's no juice there for young people. What juice do you have? You don't. You don't. Um, and the parents will eventually turn as well. It's just a matter of time. I expect, I expect after this year, a lot of people to put their shirts in the closet and buy new ones of a different color because that's what happens in LA <laughs> a lot. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of Clipper and Laker jerseys in some closets. It is what it is. Um, dude, you'd be surprised. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's this LA. We we kind of front run a lot here. That's kind of what we're known for. Yes, we have us diehards, but flip flopping is pretty common here. Uh, sad but true. Uh, Dave Gomez, Max, uh, oh, Gels Open Cup and Leagues Cup. Yeah, so I'm saying I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Um, Dave, let's keep the W's in Carson. There we go. David Day says, our protest last year was about failing to beat the gals in Carson. A year later, we have a cup, another shield, and we're another CCL run. And finally, beating Carson in Carson was anticlimactic. It was. It was. So, David, did we run away and hide when we were unhappy? No. We let them look us in the face. And our silence was the loudest thing we could have possibly done. I think it worked. Looks like it worked. Not like we're taking credit for what the boys did. But at least it raised attention and awareness as to we're not just going to go along with things. Right, Bam? 100%. It it shows the right way to protest. Like As, as, I, as I said last time, is what the Galaxy supporters should have done, chant for 15 minutes during this game, then walk out. Walk in, first 15 minutes, chant your hearts out, then walk out. The players on the ground will see that more than no one being there. Yep. Yep. Or you come in late. Really late. Right? You make a big joke out of that. But you definitely turn heads, and they didn't turn heads. They were just watching us. Uh, Look, you, like, yeah. Come in late, walk in in the 96th minute. You've been there since 96. Ooh. We're getting too many ideas. 
Let them think for themselves. I know, right? Uh, Mark Lopez, don't trust Long. When I see him starting, I get worried. His, he is depth, which will diminish over time. I get the nervous energy too, man. Um, there are moments from him that are good. There are moments that are just not quite there. Um, there's definitely, he's he's struggling to gel. But you could see it in him. I mean, you could see the improvement coming. Uh, this injury ain't, ain't, ain't the best timing, let's be honest. Um, but we know what he's capable of. We just we want to hope want to hope that he, he gets it gets it right. Uh, Ox says just love out of thirty two fifty two made that place sound like a home match. It sounded so freaking loud watching it on TV and all. Great work, everyone who was there. I guess from the broadcast, they actually said they had to turn up their mics because we were bleeding into their mics during the game, which I found hilarious. Um, they had to make it can real quick. Yeah. That was true because I was watching it on the national broadcast and you could hear the 3252 so loud and clear. It, it was just beautiful. How, how did they keep the F the galaxies down though? Or did you hear that loud and clear too? I didn't really hear that. That must have been the parts where they may have muted the mics at some point. But I, I will say this. When I was watching the game, I had my best friend on the phone. She is a Galaxy fan. I'm not going to reveal her name or anything. But long story short, uh, she was even hearing the chants and thought it was a Carson chance at first. I was like, no, that's LAFC. And even she was like dumbfounded by it. I'll just leave it at that. We did our jobs. They didn't do theirs. We won it in the stands. We won it on the field. We have it on all fronts. Beautiful. Carlos C. says, Vanny and Chichigo's post-game comments show how they are feeling the pressure and how they are too arrogant to admit they are losing to LAFC in every way. They've lost. They've lost. Uh, Carlos C. would have loved to know what Acosta said to Chicharito on the field. Uh, love that Acosta was drawing. Maybe he asked me if he was going to see him in Phoenix. I mean, that would have been funny to say. I would have gone after him about not getting called up. Something. I mean, something. I don't know. Um... But it worked. Whatever he said worked. Well, we can keep it keep it on the field, I know. Privacy, right? Let the guys do what the guys do. Uh, Herc said, if you close your eyes, you can pretend it was Galaxy Chance. He's, he's in La La Land, too. Um, yeah. We don't sing the same way they do. Trust me on that. We don't. Uh, Mark Lopez. Uh, the rival used to be the biggest thing in MLS. LAC is bigger than the rivalry now. Yeah, right? It's the show. Uh, the Ox says, funny how you would see posts of reporters wherever they were saying 32-52 got loud when Vela scored. Um, they must not listening since the beginning of the match. Yeah. Uh, Edge said he heard the F the Galaxy chant. Yeah, we just can't help ourselves on that one. Uh, Carlos C heard it loud and clear on Apple TV. So there you are. Um, heard us loud and clear every step of the way. That's what we do. We'll keep doing it. We'll get louder and louder and better at what we do. So thank you, everybody that went to the game, um, that supported this, that took the risk. If you weren't in the protected areas, let's be honest, it was it was a home game all the way around that stadium. There were black jerseys everywhere. Shout out to the kids that had the guts to stand near the uh, ACV empty section and throw up the scars. Good parenting. There you go. Uh, <laughs> well done, guys. Bravery, bravery. Um, yeah, it was all good, uh, honestly. It was fun. So... On to the next, as we love to say. And, of course, the one thing they don't have that we do have is community, right? 
Um, let's definitely transition on to that and talk about some community because there's some cool stuff going up with watch parties and so much more. Go for it, man. What's going on with the community? So, of course, as you know, there's a lot of watch parties because we are going to Nashville for the first time. And only time we'll see Nashville this whole season unless they make it to the MLS Cup Finals. So if you need a place to watch it, here are the spots to go. Expos will be at Distro 14. Time starts at 5.30. Empire Boys will be at a new spot at Papa Joe's Sports Bar at... uh, 12220 Pigeon Pass Road, Mordeo Valley in Mordeo Valley. Crevos, yeah, what? that's far too. Yeah, Moreno Valley. Moreno Valley, I think. Um, Crevos and BA will be at Best Balls in Van Nuys, which will be 6331 Woodley Avenue. Um, Lucky's will be at La Brella del Mar Bar and Grill, 8803 Imperial Highway in Downey. Crew will still be back at Angry. Horace Brewing, uh, 603 West Whittier Boulevard, Montebello, California. TSG and 420 will be at... I'm not going to butcher this. Anyone want to go for it? Because I will butcher it. Uh, so they'll be at the Escondite at 410 Boyd Street in Los Angeles. Yeah. I wanted to say that in Spanish. I thought it was in Spanish. <laughs> I don't know. I probably butchered it. Yeah, too, but... yeah. You so got it. Exactly. Your GPS will sound like what I just said, I'm figuring. <laughs> exactly. So that will be all the watch parties for at the moment. I will post more on our Instagram during game time. And of course, there's one club news that we have to talk about is the new Parley jerseys. What is your guys' take on our jerseys and the away jerseys? I understand it's for a good cause. But as me and Joseph have both told each other personal, personally, they gave us San Jose vibes. I'm hurt. I am. They had two decent jerseys, if you gave them to the right teams. The aquamarine one is is nice. The ocean color looks legit. Mm-hmm. We should have been wearing that this weekend. Nashville wears dark blue. They do, right? It's a part of their colors. You would have thought that someone with half a brain would be like, we'll give the team that normally wears blue the blue jersey and the team that doesn't wear blue the aqua jersey. But why would we do the right thing? Nah, let's just confuse the fans. My question to everybody, would you feel safe wearing that blue jersey up to Santa Clara in a couple weeks? Nope. So a massive miss. I will not be buying this nonsense. Bam. When I first saw it, I'm like, it's dark, yep, all that kind of stuff. But then, as you said, San Jose vibes. Um, I'm, I, I understand the poly jerseys. I understand completely. I'm just not a fan of them, to be honest. They used to be I'm cool. Like, yeah, now it's like, cool, another jersey, another jersey. That's why I only ever buy the home and away jersey. That's it. Home and away, that's it. Because they're our colors. All these other ones, like... Yeah, it's cool. I get them, but eh. We got a new a new home kit. I think coming out. I know. Yeah, new home kit next year, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, save up for that because I don't know. They were two hundred twenty this year. They're probably two sixty next year. So better start saving. Just saying. Oh. 
don't quote me on that. Uh, <laughs> Tony, I think we've said enough about the jersey, right? You want to add more in or just be like, blah? Well, what about Araceli? What do you think about the jerseys? <laughs> I, I know the initiative with Parley is something they've done every season, so it doesn't surprise me by it. And just personally speaking, I mean, blue is my favorite color, so I do like them to a certain point. Will I be buying one? No. But after looking at them for a while, you know, I do agree with you guys that they do give off San Jose vibes. And especially with LAFC traveling to Nashville, I'm very curious on the color scheme. It's not going to look the best, but it, it, like I just said, you know, it's one of those initiatives. So there has been seasons where they've looked amazing and there's been some where they've been off the mark, but. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait to see what they look like on uh, Apple TV. We're going to look like the home team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are home jersey right? So I, well, imagine I'm, if they beat Nashville. Who's going to know the difference? So, All I know is I may still buy it. Last year's jersey, I feel, was a good one. The white and pink, which was a yeah, very... Yeah, was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody likes, like, you know what I mean? Wants a different yeah. color. Um, I may still buy it just for the initiative. We'll see. And maybe just use it for like going to the gym, training in it, stuff like that. But I'm up in the air. We'll see. I feel like I'm creating more plastic waste by buying this thing. Um, just, just me. Let's recycle them again, please. Try over. Do, do a do-over. It's fine. All right. Let's move on to something much more fun and happy to talk about that lets us dream about another away day. That's right. The Champions League. Uh, we got our schedules. We know our marching orders. It's actually got us into a postponement. Um, as you know, next week's Houston game is postponed um, because of the CCL. That's exactly why you're like, why would they do that? Hey, uh, because you want it to be a fair fight between the two teams involved. And this just sets it up perfectly where, where we're the feature. It's a proper home and home, nothing getting in the middle of it and risking anything. It's the right move, of course. We play against Philadelphia next week. Next Tuesday, we'll be in Philly. Congrats to those who get to go out and have some Philly cheesesteaks and support the boys. Um, and then, the re- actually, sorry, Wednesday, uh, we play them. Why did I mix that up? So Wednesday, the 26th, we go over there. 6 p.m. kickoff. It's late for them. Um, and then for us, we play them Tuesday, May 2nd, the return leg. Thankfully, there's no game in the middle that can mess things up because of this change of schedule. I applaud MLS for making this decision. This was the right move. Finally, after years, they actually do something with the schedule that would be proper for this tournament. Of course, the other game, which has got me dreaming about travel, you have Tigres playing Leon. Uh, Tigres will host the first leg on Tuesday next week. I'll be definitely watching that in the ring for Tigres. You're like, why? Because I'm a travel nut and I've been to Leon already. So um, it's just me being greedy. Um, all about Tigris winning this thing. And then they got to play Wednesday, May 3rd. And then we'll figure out our travel plans after that. Of course, we got to get through Philly and they got revenge on their on their minds. Not going to be easy for us at all, at all. Um, again, we barely snuck out with the win last time, right? I mean, that was theatrics. Um, it's not going to be easy again. They're an elite side. That simple. So let's be there. May 2nd. Let's get crazy like we always do. Yes, sir. Devil's Advocate. I kind of would have preferred us to play that middle game because we've done it every other round and we've gone through. Now we don't have that middle game. You know, a bit of superstition going on. Hey, but we're getting tired. They need to breathe. 
What, Tony? Go with it. What do you got to say? I was going to say, this is superstitions. Everyone makes fun of me for my brace, like my wristbands that I keep on when I have to set up. And they're like, why are you still wearing them? We haven't lost until I take them off till the next game, till the next home game. So talk about superstitions. I'm a goalkeeper. I don't tell you my superstitions. There's a routine I do before every game. That's just how we do these things. Uh, White or left foot first? Hmm? Just don't right step on the, the line. <laughs> don't be an idiot and step on the line. It's going to mess up your whole day. Um, just saying. It is what it is. And you better with the no, like, like, Yeah. Like, I, I understand giving us a break is a bit more fair and even all that. But we've done so well even with that midweek game. So it's kind of one that was like, it's just... we've just done so well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want them rested. I want to be ready for Philly. I want to take those dudes down on a two-game series to really shut people up um, and move on, and then host the final on the last on that Sunday. Um, glory at home! Like, there's so much potential here, people. Um, my head, I, honestly, my head's kind of already in in Philly right now, even though I know we got to play a game this weekend, which we're going to cover now. But I can't, I can't be alone in this, right? I mean. It's really hard to focus on the next. Before we get into it, though, let's definitely get into some LAFC 2 news from Araceli. Um, because th- as good as things are co- happening with the, the top side, eh, the number twos aren't quite doing it yet. Go for it, Araceli. In all fairness, even though LAFC 2 hasn't produced great results in the last four weeks, I believe it's been, they have been improving well and starting to really play as a team. So... I hope I'm not too optimistic in saying that it can only go up from here, hopefully. But with all that said, uh, this past weekend, they went down to Houston to face Houston Dynamo 2, and they held them to a scoreless draw. And as you know, in this league, you cannot end at a draw. Go straight to a penalty shootout. And unfortunately, that's where LAFC 2 faltered, uh, losing 4-1 to in the shootout. Um wasn't their best performance in that sense. I will give them that comparing it to the first shootout. Uh, But otherwise, like I said, you know, they did look very solid to me because I was ready to come on here and say um, to me, you know, Christopher Jaime, Nathan, uh, Nathan Ordas, you know, definitely looked in top shape, but I was actually looking at the stats again here and I have to give credit to Jeremy, but, I feel like I'm mispronouncing it. My apologies. But he had two solid attempts in the first 10 minutes with the first one being literally right after the first whistle. And then going into the second half, it's it almost feels like if they took turns. Like it's hard to nail down one specific player. But looking at the stats, I mean, LAFC 2 uh, logged in. Uh, 16 shots total, eight shots on goal. And as I said, you know, they are starting to look better in terms of stats and just gelling as a team. So I would hope, you know, as the season continues, we'll see more out of them. Um, But given all of that, they are still one of five clubs looking for their first win, along with St. Louis, Portland, Toronto, and Huntsville. Huntsville being Nashville's. A secondary team. Um, right now, they're in 12th place with a 0-2-2 record. And their road run continues this weekend. Uh, they'll travel up to Portland to face Timbers 2. 
the match will be on Apple TV, 5 p.m. Pacific time. I know I kind of sound like a broken record on this, but I mean, if you're able to, I highly recommend, you know, watching a game, even if it's only for a half, because not only is it the future of LAFC, but I mean, just generally speaking, they, they are fun games to watch. Agreed. I mean, this is the future of our side, not the results, but there will be some names from this side that fall, make their way through. It's just a matter of time with them. Um, some already are featuring. They just get more minutes with this side. Um, but yeah, be definitely be patient with it. Understand the purpose of this. It's not all about that record. It is really trying to find opportunities for these guys, get them to jail, get them to get used to the system and move them up as they become ready to be moved up. So yeah, growing pains, early days. Just be happy that we're finally on the right track by having this thing. Bam. I agree completely. Like I've caught a couple of games on Apple TV and YouTube, and although they're not getting the results that we we want to see, they are still doing quite well. They're coming together more as a team. You can see some of the passes are getting there, and it's just going to be better and better. The more they play together, the better it will be. And you know, it's it's fun to watch. So I know if I can get out there this year, which I doubt, I do want to go catch one of their home games and just go enjoy watch it and see some of the youth coming out because seeing some of the IG lives that like Rich puts up, defenders, all that kind of stuff, it seems like a good time just going out there, hanging out and watching the Chews play. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's a great venue too. Honestly, Cal State Fullerton is pretty chill. So, yeah. yeah just need some better commentators for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little funky right now. All right. Thank you, Araceli, for the update. We'll definitely uh, we'll keep things posted as they go. Um, always, again, amazing. Well done. All right, let's get into it. Before we preview Nashville, of course, tradition dictates. Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute is what we do. I think this one's pretty straightforward. Yes, I almost went with those straight jackets because they are out of Nashville. I didn't this time. I actually went right back to our, our wheelhouse. It's Johnny Cash. Uh, if it's not Johnny Cash, there's something wrong with you, especially with what what Nashville's been doing with the black uh, man in black kit. Good on them for doing that. It looks cool. Um, two albums, pretty straightforward as to what I think you should listen to. One, Folsom, at Folsom Prison, 1968. Two, um, American for The Man Comes Around came out in 2002. Those ones are the ones. Those are the essentials. It was the historic side and then revisiting covers. Um, and it, it kind of revitalized Johnny Cash's career towards the end there. Uh, and brought him back right into the mainstream where he should have always been. Um, those are the two albums that you should definitely give a listen to. And if you haven't, go do it now. I'm telling you. After the show, of course. But yes, those are the ones you want to listen to. All right. With that said, let's jump right back into it. The Nashville preview. It's on. Let's go. Yes, Tony. Uh-oh. The stars. What are you talking about? Top three. Oh, we skipped it. We did. Okay. Well, you have the floor, Bam. Put up your stars, man. All right. Although we haven't mentioned it a couple weeks on, on here, that's fine. I'm still keeping tracks on how the fans have been voting. And this week, huge love for Vela. So Vela from the fans, 
has the most votes, so he gets the three points from the fans. McCarthy has the second amount of votes, so he gets the two points from the fans. And Hollingshead um, mentions to uh, Long and Ilya, who also got some votes, but unfortunately went in the top three. For me personally, I'm going to go Vela for the three votes because two goals, you can't go past that, and the assist. I'm going to go McCarthy for the two votes. You know, that, that save at the end against Chicharito was amazing, and one vote has to be Hollingshead for that goal. There we go. Tony? Vela for the assist angles. Hollingshead for his goal. And <laughs> McCarthy. <laughs> All right, Araceli. Um, mine is the same as Tony, Vela, Hollingshead, and McCarthy. Pretty straightforward. Um, I'm going to go Vela with the three stars, McCarthy with the two stars. Essential saves, got us the win. Um, and Hollingshead for his birthday. So there you go. Special special shout out to Bogus for getting his debut. So that too. <laughs> we didn't even mention him. How bad of us. But yeah, there you go. All right. Back into Nashville. Minor, a minor <laughs> uh, uh, visit at Pick the up. rest stop on our way to Nashville. Um, now we're back into it. Call is complete. We're back in the mix. All right. Nashville is upon us. We play them on Saturday, 5.30 p.m. kickoff on Apple TV as always. Uh, watch parties in full effect. You know where to be, y'all. Um, head to head, Tony. We don't play them very much, do we? So what happened in the last two games? So the last two games, we lost to them uh, 1-0. And then we beat them 2-1. And that's about it. Because after that, they went to the, the Eastern Conference. And they're no longer in the Western Conference. So again, this is the only time we'll get to see them. Moving forward, unless we see him in that Moscow Cup final. And the funny part of that, everybody went in everybody's house. <laughs> go, go, go figure. Um, yeah, a little bit strange, but that is what it is. Um, both sides, the run is very different. We all know ours, right? Score three goals a game, survive it, move on. Actually kind of destroy teams, except the last game. And that's that. Now, Nashville, how are they doing, Tony? Um, Nashville is not doing the greatest. They are a mid-table team at the moment with their last five games, pretty much one win, three losses, and one tie. And they just lost to New York two to one, which is the most goals they have, one of the most goals they have allowed all season because I think we should just quickly segue into the good, bad, and ugly. They are very defensive team, as we are. This is the top two defensive teams in the MLS. Now, the and that's the ugly for them is they don't have an offense. Yes, they have Mukhtar, who was the reigning MVP and lead score Golden Boot winner for last year, I believe. If I, mm -hmm. I think I just may have mixed them up. Um, but they have not been producing. They're very turned into a very grinder team their forwards can't finish so it's on up top of us to either come out and play our game and see what they can do moving forward or we have to make a mistake and then they can win it from us 
Yeah, they're not a team to write off, that's for sure. It's going to be a very tough time no matter who we put on the field. The issue is getting the first goal. That's always been the story against Nashville. You, you've got to strike first. Um, again, they've allowed only three goals. or Their, their goal difference is only three. Um, only four against, we've allowed five. Again, I think people underrate our defense as well. Um, so, yes, two of the top defenses in the league. The difference is the scoring situation. No shock there. Key players on both sides, Tony. I think it's pretty obvious who we're looking out for, right? Honey Mukhtar for them. Walker Zimmerman with one goal for this the season. And then um, Jacobs as well. For us, of course, everyone knows. Bowanga, Vela, and Tillman. But we'll see if Tillman will be playing. Well, Sifu's got two assists as well. So yes. make it hard on everybody, you two. Just keep Yeah, doing but Sifu hasn't been playing the greatest. I don't know if it's uh consistency or anything like that. And that's something we didn't touch about about in the in the Carson game, but he hasn't been playing his greatest at the moment. So there is that. Should be interesting, of course. The one thing that will affect all of this, who's out for both sides, man? For both sides, um, with them, I did have the list. Where is it? <laughs> um, for us, obviously, we've got Tony Young and Max Capro and Djokovic should be out because they were out last game. I don't see them coming back this game. Um, Tillman was questionable last game. I can see him back, but I'm going to say that obviously Long is going to be questionable. Uh, for them, uh, Oh, there are a lot. Um, there's not a lot missing from them, is there? No, no. Just I think two are missing from two. them at the moment. Yeah, but not essential piece pieces of the, no, of the no one that which... has has made any any part of the lineup so far. So, so th there you go. Now their system is very, 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 very typical. Um, very predictable as the way they approach this game. Uh, they go old school '90s style. Uh, playing the four four two, um, pretty conservative in their setup. People know where they need to be. It's what you grew up with. What a shock! Um, you know, back line. You know, Willis is in goal. Stellar goalkeeper. Zimmerman and Maher will be your your center backs. More on the right. Lovitz on the left. Okay, that I don't see that changing. In the midfield, it's Davis and Godoy. They flip depending on the game. But those are your guys, and they're kind of a, a withdrawn middle. Uh, really interesting, and they pepper the ball out wide. Now, Mule should be in the game, and the new face for them, who's really looking good for them. Um, I'm waiting to see some production from him. Of course, would be Fafa Picot, former St. Pauli man. Um, he he's moved to this team. This is his his newfound club, and he's fitting in. Yes, the goals aren't coming yet, but he's definitely dangerous from that side. And if you all know how it works, every time we play against him, he does find ways to hurt us. He does. So this guy is a weapon that we have to deal with, and he's going to keep uh, Hollingshead or Palencia because they're going to be on his side. Uh, he's going to have to keep them honest is what he's going to do. Uh, so be ready for that because the counters are going to be real from that side of the field. Now, up top, Mukhtar and Sapong fielded were, were, were out there last game they flip as well so it's not like they're rigidly stuck in but those two should be your guys up top they did it against uh new york and their loss to new york 
They did that against uh, Toronto as well. Not many changes outside of that. Um, Schaffelberg could play as the right midfielder. There's a chance for that as well. Uh, but that's pretty much what we see. Common subs, and there's some f- familiar names in the mix. Dax McCarty, of course, could come in for, for either center mid. And we know what he can bring to the game. He's getting older, but still. Class player in this league in terms of what he can put on the field. Class, I know, is a funny word if you know Dax McCarty because um, he can get kind of edgy. But, again, does the job. Uh, Jan Gregus is another one uh, trying to break into the lineup. He's a guy you'd expect as well to go into the middle. Jacob uh, Schaffelberg, like I said, if he's not starting, he's your common substitute for any outside midfield position. And then old school Teal Bunbury, man, he's been around. Um, he's their option off the bench up top. Again, solid side, hasn't produced yet. Can they produce? Yes. Can they hurt you? Definitely. There's only a matter of time before they wake up. Let's just hope it's not against us. It's going to be a tough game. Not going to be easy. That is for certain. Bam, you want to add in on as well as to what to expect from their lineup? Yeah. Um, from the last three games, only one position has had something different starting in the last three games. And that was um, obviously in the last game, you had um, Roy start. Before that, against Toronto, it was Shuffleberg in that position. Before yeah. that, against Orlando, it was Hackinson in that position. So I expect them to come on. Um, the last time we played Nashville, we all know what happened in that game. Last game of the season last year, uh, Bunbury scored the, the winning for them in the 1-0 win for them. Um, Chicho had that ridiculous pen that he should have scored, but he decided <laughs> to do a jump at the end. And that game and this game both refereed by Ted Uncle. I'm not a fan of that, man. Sorry, I'm not. Um, it is what it is. So I think the bigger question, it won't be about them and what they bring to the table. We know what they're going to bring to the table. It's us. What are we going to do with this? We have this massive game against Philadelphia. We have to think about cycling the lineup simply because we need to keep the right people healthy. So it's a real hard ask on who, we, who we're going to field out there. I think Long would have been a shoe-in to be a starter in this game for the sake of who we really want to have out there for Philadelphia. Now I don't think that's an option. I think they're going to they're gonna play it safe with who, anybody with a knock in this game. Um, so it makes it really, really interesting uh, to see what the back line is going to be because I think Chiellini is not an option either. I mean, really, if he was hurt last game, why are you going to risk him this game on the road? You're going to want him healthy, which puts us into a really interesting situation. Is this thing really going to be a Mario and Maldonado show? Is this something that could be real in our center back situation? I'll throw it over to you, Araceli. Um, Should we be kind of expecting the Mario Maldonado show for this for this match? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if we do see them. I, you know, I, I love the Kellini Mario uh, pairing all the time, but given that Kellini didn't uh, play this past weekend, and I, I don't even really know what the status of his injury is, but given that, I, I do see Madalano playing similar to McCarthy. It's as much as I would like to rest him. It, Nashville is a defensive team, so we need all hands on deck. Yep. Yep. I think the other interesting thing will be the outside back positions. You have Palacios, who, dude, he was awesome, honestly, last game. And then you have Hollingshead. They had tough matches. We have uh, Palencia that's waiting in the wings. Something tells me that maybe one of these guys, probably Hollingshead, gets a rest for this game for Palencia. I mean, 
Uh, Bam, you're looking at the outside back position. What are you thinking they're going to do? Um, I can see Plencia starting. Um, Hollingshead, Plencia as the outside backs. Hollingshead switches to his natural role on left. And then Palacios gets gets off the bench at some point. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Interesting vibe there. All right. Looking at the midfield situation, last match you had Sanchez, Cifuentes, Acosta. That's what we had out there. Um, Tough game for all of them. There were some struggles, that's for sure. Now we get into this match. We know who they field on their side. Um, it's not an overwhelming five-man midfielder we're dealing with here, but it is definitely a very physical side. Um, I think Ilya, as much as we want to rest him, I, I just have a hard time not seeing him playing in this game. We don't know the situation of Tillman, so questions arise. Tony, you're looking at what we have available, who could potentially not even be available. What do you think the midfield is going to look like? Um, I'll say Ilya, the same thing with uh, Sifu as well. Um, depending on how, how well Acosta is ready to go, I feel like that's going to be the starting line of the same starting line we had for Carson. It's the same one we're going to pull in for Nashville, even with um, Philadelphia coming ahead. I know that's our primary objective is Champions League, but we don't know Tillman's report. Uh Bogus is not yet there. I believe he's good, but we don't know if he's just there. Maybe Dolo starts him and puts one of those three out, but we'll see what Dolo does. Yeah, and Bogus got quality minutes for the time we had him in this game. I thought he was good against the Galaxy. I I was happy with what I saw. Um, Starting a player for the first time is is a big story. Um, Could he do it? Yes. I, I wouldn't worry at all about him. Um, they do need to think about, you know, the health of the players. Does Sanchez get a rest for this game? I honestly think limited minutes might be our better story, um, because they want to keep the guys fresh, but yeah. Um, Tillman, again, if there's any semblance of any not being 100% moment with him, they're going to save him for Philly. I mean, think about how much of a difference he's going to make compared to our, our, our last time we faced Philadelphia in our midfield battles. Now Tillman's an option out there. Yeah, I, I can't help but think that they're going to be safe with this. Bam, what do you think? Um, it's going to sound weird, but Bogus might get a start. I don't think it's weird, not at all. Not on the game that requires you to cycle things, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, I think we saw a little bit, didn't see enough, and I think that with what we got coming up, I think we can have him start and then bring on Acosta, Ilya, whichever spot he takes, we can bring him on as a substitute at halftime or a bit later. There it is. There it is. Araceli? Um, I say play Ilya because he needs a consistency. Sifu, he's been looking good the last two games, so put him in. Acosta, similar thinking with Tony. We don't know what his uh, condition is after national um national play so assuming he he's able to go possibly start him but i i do see more likely uh bogus getting the start and acosta coming in on the second half dig it now if y'all would have said cruz estomo is getting a start in this game then we're gonna have we're gonna have words um because then they ended getting a little bizarre there man but i i don't think that i think he might play some minutes for sure but yeah yeah he'll, he'll come off the bench i'd say yeah, if, I don't see a start. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's definitely going to replace somebody. 
Yeah. Yeah. He'll he'll be the 65th minute Ilya replacement when we're four nil up. That would be nice. That'd be cool. I'm down with it. All right. Top line is the bigger question again. Dude, do you not play Vela and Buanga? I think you play them no matter what because they're on a roll right now. You just got to let it let it be. I know there's risk, but let it be. Um, I think the only debate is, of course, Apoku versus uh, versus um, Buke. But I don't even think it's a debate either anymore. I, I don't. I think they're they're good with Apoku, and that's how it's going to be. Uh, Tony, I'll throw it to you. Who's your top three up there? Vela, mm, Apoku, and Buanga. I don't think as much as Apoku is a half step. We need to get him out of his funk and move forward because he's the most consistent one of the starters of everybody. He's been starting almost every. He's been, I believe, starting every game. Mm-hmm. And then the the turnaround has been either Buanga not starting or Vela not starting or both. Yeah, and and Buke hasn't taken the role. I mean, let's be honest. He had a chance against the Galaxy. He didn't take it. So, uh, Apoku stays. I, I bam thoughts. Vela Apoku Buke. Ooh, okay. That's be a tough one. I'm, uh, um, because of Philadelphia, I think Buanga will see some minutes, but he won't start. Mukhtar versus Buanga. Okay. That's made for TV. That's a hard one to stay away from. But they, okay. I could see the Vela Buanga switch out for each other, right? Both get limited minutes and that's it. That makes sense. We'll see what happens there. We throw it back to you guys, of course. Throw it in the comments right now as we we'll pop those guys back up. But you see where we're at right here. Um, definitely want to see some movements. Definitely want to see Eric Duenas get some minutes too. I'm just going to throw his name in there every week. Um, the lad needs to play. Play him more. Um, who knows? Surprises with him. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, let's throw it back to you guys for a few comments, a few reactions. Where are you guys at on this? Comment time, people. Uh, do not hold back. Tell us what you got to say. Here we go. Um, let's see. We've got. <laughs> Walker Zimmerman love from David Day. Interesting. Dave Gomez straight out of out of the Netherlands going uh, 2.30 in the morning yet. Uh, Sunday. See where he's at. Um Coco meme. I haven't seen it yet. I think you guys probably have. It looks like I need to get on social media here. Um, Ox, it's like Tony's looking now. Uh, Ox says, yeah, they should have given us the aquamarine color one. Sucks that, that the San Jose colors, but got to support the cause for this LAFC jersey. I know you, man. You're going to buy it every time. Hey, Jose Bernal's in the mix. Uh, he says, Galaxy got to own in every aspect. Ahu, ahu, ahu. He throws that in as well. A little 300 vibe in the new chant. I get it. I get it. Uh, Ox, great minds think alike. <laughs> Richard Cueva says, I see you, Bam, with a guest appearance on the podcast. Happy foot, sad foot, fire. There you go. Yep. Th- those guys are great guys. Um, they've taken over the post game, um, calling show. Great guys. Listen to their pods, they are amazing. Um, I did talk to them a bit offline, and they are happy to come on if we want them to come on. So, We'll organize all that and we'll get them on in an episode in the future. If they're on, if they're willing to be on in the middle of the night, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Dudes are a blast, anyways. Show's fun. So keep it up, boys. Dude, that Biden thing, 
before the last match. That was one of the best things I've ever seen. I mean, seriously, that was fantastic. So keep it up, gents. Love it. Um, Carlos C says, Chris Estomo, Duane should get minutes in midfield against Nashville. I think we should expect it starts. Don't know about that, but definitely get some play. Good stuff on you guys. Great with the comments. Keep it up. You keep us going. You are the reason why we do what we do week in and week out. Thank you, guys. All right. Of course, we're towards the tail end of this. Final comments for this match and beyond. Tony, final thoughts for this match. Final thoughts is it's the monkeys off the back. Now let's get the sweep and when that time comes, but honestly our focus is champions league and that's it you know philadelphia and moving forward i could care less if we're first or second in the league at the moment we're doing what we're what we're supposed to be doing doing what no other team has been doing since like you know people have put so much emphasis on ccl and couldn't do it and dropped on the table while we are second with a game behind and still winning Champions League moving forward. So I don't want to hear this like, well, this and that, and this has changed, and this has changed. <laughs> things things change. People, things change. Yeah. Life. So let's keep this going up. Um, let's keep the supporter culture up. Let's make sure we are heard and know why we are the best, greatest, MLS uh, section supporter section in the U.S. Um, we give you entertainment, and you know, unfortunately, some Americans still want to do the wave. But I'm still gonna go full ninety, so you don't have to do a goddamn wave. <laughs> Funny hill to die on, man. The wave, tisk tisk. All right, Aristotle, your final thoughts. Um, my final thoughts are, I know we're playing Nashville this weekend, but I'm with you guys. I'm already thinking about Philadelphia and in a way, you know, I, I wish I could go back. So I, I, I miss those cheesesteaks. I'm sorry. If, if you haven't had one, it, it will change your life. So I'll just put it at this. If you're going to Philadelphia and you need recommendations, hit me up. I'll send you to the best spots. But other than that, I mean, um, yeah, it, it, Went to Carson, we got the job done, and now we're just moving on. Excellent. Final thoughts, Bam? Final thoughts. Um, to all the 3252 supporters, fans, everyone there, keep going hard. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing amazing. The, the players really do appreciate it. Um, on a side note, on a side football note, Saturday morning, LA time, it's a couple of big games, 7 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Saturday morning, some big games in England. Mm. Notts County plays at 7 a.m. Wrexham plays at 10.30 a.m. Two games left, four points different. So, Oof. you know, if Notts County, County lose, Wrexham go up. It's Notts wild, win, isn't it? It could happen. Wrexham need to win. It, it can happen this weekend. So if you are got nothing to do Saturday morning, Definitely try and get on and watch those games. Um, as I said, every episode, and I'm going to say every episode for this year and ongoing, mental health is a major, major thing. It's okay to not be okay. 
reach out to your friends, reach out to your family. A conversation can save a life. And earlier this week, I got some pretty bad news. I reached out to the boys. The boys were there for me. Um, I was one thing that it hurt, hit me mentally because, you know, I thought I did really well with something. Got told, no, I didn't do that great. So even things like that can affect the mental health of people. So make sure that, you know, a phone call, a text message, hey, how are you going? Let's go have a coffee. Let's go see a movie. You know, some good movies are coming out. It can really affect everyone. So reach out to your friends, family, and be there for each other. Well said, brother. And we all hit those moments, man. Highs and the lows. And uh, just be there for each other. End of the day. It's essential. It's essential. We are a community for a reason. Um, be your best human, right? <laughs> that's, that's the essential thing. Uh, final comments from me. Thank you to everybody that put it put it all on the line um, against Carson uh, going out there, making it happen. It ain't cheap for us to do these things. Um, and a whole day dedicated to a 90-minute match. Good on you for making it happen. Same with the guys that always travel get that done as well um you know there's going to be some supporters in nashville because we always travel we know there's going to be ones in philadelphia and beyond so to the traveling supporters you have my my love and and admiration um, for what you do dig it to the supporter culture guys like tony putting in the work uh cassie putting in the work all you guys getting out to those drum sessions to make those happen introducing new songs Big changes. Again, it is hard for an organization the size to change and add things. It's always a process. Those who are willing to do it, thank you. To the 3252 merchandise guys that got all the merch out so quick. Dude, you guys are amazing too. Um, again, thankful for this community and what it's done and how it just keeps improving and keeps getting better and keep keeping keep their eye on the ball. It's just awesome. So thank you to all you guys. And, of course, to all you who listen today and every day, you're the reason why we do this. You're the reason why we do our best to, of course, stay golden, right? Um, essential. You're essential. All right. Throwing it out there. You know what it means. You know the tradition. Final word of the day. I'll throw it to you, Tony, first. Final word. Stay golden, Los Angeles. Araceli. Stay golden. Bam. Stay golden. And for me to all of you, Stay golden, Los Angeles. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.